Hey, welcome. It's a happy day because Stu is very sad. Anyway, uh, let me tell you about your dog's food. How healthy is your dog's food? If it's kibble food you're putting in the dishes, it's probably not very healthy at all. Kibble food is sterilized, so everything, you know, all the good stuff dies in the process. And they do it so it can sit on a shelf in a store for two years. Yummy, that sounds healthy. Uh, Rough Greens is something you put on your dog's food. It was uh, something that was started by naturopathic doctor uh, Dennis Black. And uh, he found a way to put the essential vitamins, nutrients, and the probiotics and antioxidants back in to the dry kibble food. You just sprinkle it on top. Try Rough Greens right now at roughgreensruffgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33, G-L-E-N-N-33, 1-833-GLEN-33, or roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right, you sick, twisted freak. It's Monday. Oh, I've got a few things to share. National Radio Broadcast begins in a minute. What a fine and happy day. Yes, Philadelphia is burning down to the ground, but they would have burned it down to the ground either way. So does it really matter? The thing that matters to me is that Stu is very sad today that the Eagles lost. So it's a personal victory for me. Um, we begin we begin the program with a quick look at the Super Bowl and then... Uh, we have some new news on the FBI and the Secret Service and Biden. No, no, no. No, nothing corrupt is going on. Pay attention to the aliens from space that are attacking us with balloons. Oh, my gosh. We begin there in 60 seconds. So you're going through every day feeling like a zombie because you can't get good sleep. Feel your eyelids drooping. You yawn. You rub your eyes constantly. I do that. I mainly do that because of uh, uh, hay fever here in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It feels like you have rocks in your eyes. Anyway, um, if you're doing it because you're sleepy, do what I do. Try Relief Sleep. It is from Relief Factor, the people that, you know, have that natural drug-free way for for you to uh, get out of pain. This is a great sleep uh, product. We have my son does not sleep. I swear to you, he's a vampire. He does not sleep. So we've tried melatonin and everything else. I mean, you know, sure. Some would say as a smaller kid, somebody might have said a little cup of Benadryl. But I mean, as my family, we used to have what was called as babies, the whiskey nipple. Okay, I mean, Hey, Grandma, Glenn's an alcoholic. 
No problem there. Anyway, if you'd like a natural way to fall asleep, get 20 bucks. We'll get you the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away into dreamland. It is all natural, so it's not going to whack you out. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. It's relieffactor.com. Okay, well, the good news, good news for you. We're finally getting down to the bottom of it. CNN is reporting now on the truth behind the He Gets Us ads. Yeah, I don't know about you, but when that He Gets Us Jesus ad, I was like, Jesus on the Super Bowl in America? What what is happening? I he gets us. They're promoting Jesus. It's completely out of control. Yeah, I'll give that to you here in just a little while. Um, also, another unidentified object was shot down over the Great Lakes. Yes, this is the third time we've done it in three days. Yeah, today. Will the aliens come in the big, big balloon? I mean, they're all singing up, up and away in our alien balloon. You really think that they came from another planet and they're using a balloon? Here's the story from the New York Post. U.S. fighter jets shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron on Sunday, making it the third time such action was taken in as many days and coming on the heels of last week's China spy balloon saga. (gasps) The spy balloon. But I thought that was completely innocent. In fact, can we please play that Joe Biden clip uh, where he was he's doing an interview and he so eloquently explains how it is just no threat. Listen. Wasn't it a a major security breach for the United States? Just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace and flew over the country for so many days. Look, (laughs) the total amount of uh, Mm -hmm. intelligence gatherings going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. Yes, Spectre. And the idea that a balloon could traverse uh, yeah. Break American airspace. Right. Is uh, is what is anyway. Yeah. It's it's not a major breach. Ha! Who doesn't feel better? Our commander in chief in total command. There. It's uh, you know whatever. So I feel better about that. Now it was an octagonal object and it was tracked by radar over Montana Saturday. But then it began to fly in proximity to sensitive Department of Defense sites. Who knew we even had those? Uh, They said it was not a kinetic military threat or, you know, threat to anything on the ground. But it was a safety hazard and a threat due to its potential surveillance capabilities. Okay, the Chinese balloon had none of that. None of that. The Air Force officials say the latest three objects in the airspace are different, however, from the Chinese spy balloon. Yeah, yeah, they're different. We're called this according to an Air Force general telling reporters we're calling them objects 
and not balloons for a reason. Ooh. They're objects, like unidentified flying objects. Well, here's the reason. Um, they're calling them that, so President Biden can look tough on balloons. But they're not balloons. I mean, you know, it was my birthday over the weekend, and there were a lot of unidentified objects up by the ceiling of my house. I shot them all down. I took out my gun, and I shot them all out of the sky because they were hovering over sensitive sites in my house, mainly the plate of meat. And God only knows, God only knows. So we got that going for us. Now, um, just to give you a little extra trust, uh, you know, for our people in Washington. By the way, um, did you see that uh, I'm on the government list of... Uh, of disinformation. Uh, I'm a purveyor of disinformation. We're going to get into this a little later. Uh, I found this interesting because I thought, yeah, well, it was probably the ESG thing. You know, the Great Reset. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the World Economic Forum has any power to, quote, infiltrate, uh, you know, uh, cabinets, you know, all around the world. It was probably that. Or, or, or. It might have been all the way back to Benghazi, you know, when I told you what really happened and uh, how that was going to lead to a caliphate, which it, it, of course, didn't. ISIS, sure, they declared it, but it was not. That's a conspiracy theory. Okay. Or the fact that our federal uh, reserve is just printing money and you're going to have inflation, you know. <laughs> what a dangerous disinformation puppet I am. Anyway, um, we can trust the government. Uh, we have a story now from Judicial Watch. They have received the records from the Secret Service related to the investigation of Hunter Biden's gun. Uh, which was thrown into a dumpster, um, you know, right across the street from a high school. But no big deal. These new records suggest that maybe, perhaps, we shouldn't take a face value, uh, a face value, the Secret Service denial that it wasn't involved in the Hunter Biden gun cover-up. What? Wait a minute. I, a federal agency possibly... Helping out the president of the United States, a Democrat, and covering what? Records show agency officials discussing media reports of its alleged involvement, with one finding it, quote, odd. So this is a Secret Service guy writing to another Secret Service guy. Don't you think this is odd that we're involved in this investigation? Yeah, yeah. And this is at a time when, quote, Joe and Hunter were not receiving secret, secret service protection. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Another official responded, maybe, maybe, one secret service official says to another, maybe we were asked for a favor. Huh. Now, I can't imagine that happening at all. The records show the agency alerted the Biden White House and crafted a public statement insisting it had no involvement in this alleged incident. 
In September 2022, uh, Judicial Watch filed a Freedom of Information Act, a FOIA lawsuit, for the records and communication about their reported purchase, possession, and disposal of a firearm owned by Hunter Biden found in a Delaware dumpster. Uh, 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 the Judicial Watch reported December 22 that Secret Service repeatedly had changed its position on whether or not it was in possession of records related to the investigation. Where did we put those records? No, we threw them out. Are you sure? We might have thrown them out. Or I have them in another pocket in another suit. The newly obtained records show that on October 29, 2020, a person whose name is redacted emails a Secret Service official in the Protective Intelligence and Assessment Division with a link to a Blaze article published earlier that day. Now, the good news is not only is Glenbeck.com on the misinformation list, the official government misinformation list, but you should know the Blaze.com is on that list as well. And here's probably why. Uh, the Secret Service official uh, sent a link uh, to a Blaze article that was published earlier that day reporting that Halle Biden had taken a handgun owned by Hunter Biden in October 2018 and thrown it into a trash bin. The official then forwards the article to another official in the Secret Service. That official's name also has been redacted, but later comments in the chain Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Like, oh, dear me. Right? Like, you say that when you're not involved. Right? Don't you? Um, after uh, being forwarded uh, the same Blaze article, an unidentified protective intelligence research specialist responds to his colleagues, it's kind of odd that we're involved in the missing gun investigation when neither Hunter or Joe are receiving U.S. Secret Service protection at the time. Dot, dot, dot. H-M-M-M, otherwise known as hmm. To which another Secret Service official replies, maybe we were asked for a favor. But remember, they're not involved in any of this. Senior Secret Service officials whose names were discovered in the record were also notified of the Blaze article. So they read us. They really, really read us. I feel so, so happy about that. I mean, I read this article today and I was like, yeah, Lord, thank you for telling me to do the insane thing and, and start the Blaze. Maybe it was just for this. <sighs> they include the people that got the email, uh, James Henry, then special agent in charge of Philadelphia field office, Michael Ambrosio, assistant director of the U.S. Secret Service, um, the uh, Stephen Stanford, the then deputy assistant director of the Secret Service, uh, Lorenzo Newsom, the third, then deputy director, Douglas Henderson, deputy assistant director and office of investigations for the Secret Service. So for a for a group of people that was just not involved at all it seems as though a lot of people were interested in this story 
In a response to a February 24th, 2021 inquiry from Politico regarding the Secret Service involvement in the investigation, um, the communications department asked for more information and documentation. And uh, the Politico writer says, sure thing. Sure thing. Can you get that for us? Agents visited StarQuest shooters and survival supply and asked to take protection uh, possession of the paperwork Hunter had filled out uh, to purchase his gun there. The FBI seemed to have some involvement in that investigation, too. Well, when he asked that, they immediately said, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, unfortunately, the gun store uh, specifically remembers, and I believe they have surveillance tape, you know, in a gun store. They specifically remember a visit from the FBI and the Secret Service. <clears throat> and they turned over that documentation. Isn't it weird? <clears throat> but there's so much more. Back in 60 seconds. All right, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. Meet naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. Hello. Dennis, I uh, understand that you are the guy who came up with Rough Greens. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, rough greens, you know, it's good, good stuff. Now that doesn't sound very technical. Well, I don't want to get all doctory with you. Okay, thank you. So uh, he put in probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, all that stuff. It's healthy for your dog. If it's healthy, it's in rough greens most likely, and most dogs will love it and go crazy for it. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. They're going to give you a free trial bag, okay, just for it's a couple of days worth of you sprinkling your dog's food. And if they like it as much as Uno does, you're going to be amazed just how they wolf this stuff down. Then you'll get the full bag. And after you get the full bag, you just watch the changes in your dogs over the coming months. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, or R-U-F-F-Greens.com. That's roughgreens.com. And you can go there now, roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Well, this story goes on and on. You can get it um, by going to Judicial Watch if you'd like, or if you get my free email newsletter. Uh, It's one of the main stories today, uh, the Hunter Biden gun update. Um, Gee, it seems as though there might be some corruption going on in Washington. Strange. Oh, by the way, one more thing that seems to indicate some corruption The National Archives uh, coordinated with President Biden's attorneys for the discreet collection of classified documents. Now, remember, they found them at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. Now, the Penn Biden Center, you will know because we've done uh, episodes on TV about uh, China and their influence on uh, politicians and also on universities. Penn Biden Center. Wow. A lot of Chinese cash there. Um, But hey, nothing to see there. They're not involved at all. And that's where a lot of these top secret documents were hanging out. Um, However, we find out now that they also ship some boxes 
to the Boston office. So we know he had top secret documents at the Penn Center, and then he had that one, but it was next to his Corvette, which nobody could even get close to. I mean, that thing is tripwired with alarms like crazy. You look into somebody's garage. Sure, they have a Sears garage door opener that pretty much anyone could hack. But, uh, you know, you look in there and you're like, oh, it's a Corvette. That's a classic Corvette. That's got to be the safest place in the world. Sure, they found them there and it is vacation home. But now we also know that they grabbed a bunch of these documents and then sent them up to the Boston office which is another completely safe place. You know, any place in Boston is safe for classified documents. Anyway, um, apparently the, um, the archivist, who's such a stickler on these things, uh, wasn't such a stickler on this. They were like, hey, can we just come over to Boston? I hear some are in Boston. Can we just pick them up? We'll just bring them over to the, the Kennedy, you know, uh, uh, political whatever bullcrap at Harvard, and uh, we'll just keep them there for a while. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the students could learn from them. Ooh, I wonder if they have any foreign students over there. Ah, well, let's not let's not hope. By the way, one other thing that I want to give to you here is um, apparently you know that big lump that was on John Fetterman's neck. It's not there anymore, so he's good. He's good. Well, not exactly good. You know, he was in the hospital um, because they thought, oh, he might have had another stroke. Apparently he didn't. He's back to work today. But the New York Times has just now this is going to come as a shock to you. The New York Times, which said he was fine. New York Times reporting now that Fetterman, quote, has been left with a serious mental health issue, mental health health issue and cannot understand often the words that others are saying to him as a result of the stroke. Um, It also says that, according to the New York Times now, that he struggles significantly worse when he's under any kind of stress. The Times are now saying that he says that it's like trying to make out the muffled voice of the teacher in a Peanuts cartoon where words could never be deciphered. Well, thank you, New York Times, just in time. Hey, let's welcome his wife as the new senator. Yeah, before the end of the year, mark my words, commies are coming to the Senate. The Glenn Beck Program. When you woke up this morning, you felt it, didn't you? You've forgotten something. (gasps) Oh my gosh, this is the time for Valentine's Day. Is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. I've done nothing, nothing. Now, here's what you do. You turn that around and go, yeah, well, what did you do for me? Yeah, okay, a card and some other stuff. Yeah, but where are the stakes, huh? And hopefully she doesn't have a stake or a steakhouse in mind. Good Ranchers is the way for you to uh, ditch the usual gift that just don't cut it, all right? Say it with American meat. Snag $30 off with the promo code back at GoodRanchers.com. We just had uh, Good Ranchers uh, for our Super Bowl. Uh, we had chicken and meat. And, ooh, it was delicious. As we watch the Eagles lose. Anyway, 
GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Get $30 off the promo code uh, BECK. So do it now. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. You don't want to miss an episode of any of the shows we have going on in the Blaze. Make sure you subscribe now. Become a family member. BlazeTV.com slash Beck. Promo code Beck. Well, today, today could be the day the aliens finally get to us. It could happen. Could happen. Some say this might just be a ruse. I think aliens are attacking us by using balloons. But uh, maybe that's just me. Have you not seen Stephen King? Um, I want to introduce you to somebody. His name is Carl Serafin. He um, has been indefinitely suspended as an FBI special agent. He's also a U.S. Air Force uh, veteran. Um, he was working counterintelligence investigations for about two years, and then he went to a specialty surveillance team. After about three years on the team, including time as assistant and primary leader, he transferred to Las Cruces, Mexico, to work criminal cases. Now, during that time, he provided um, a number of protected disclosures to the House and Senate. Um, he was a whistleblower. Then uh, he had uh, his suspension in April 22, and then his security clearance in June 22 went away. He is a Catholic, a practicing Catholic, and here's what led to his suspension. Uh, his pro-life stance, his belief in the oath of office, uh, led him to refuse the COVID-19 jab and blowing the whistle on the FBI's misuse of resources to target parents protesting school board meetings. Uh, also, he blew the whistle uh, disclosing sexual misconduct by senior FBI management, the abuse of the FISA authority by the FBI. Um, there's so many things. Um, documents showing the FBI was participating in election interference under the guise of policy or policing misinformation, blah, blah, blah. So he has just blown the whistle on something else now. This is something we covered on Friday. FBI's Richmond division would like to protect the people in Virginia from the threat of white supremacists in the forms is, and I'm not making this up in the form of Roman Catholic parishioners that prefer the Latin mass. Yes, there, I said it. As ugly as it is, I said it. Uh, Kyle is with us now. Kyle Serafin, welcome. Glenn, thanks so much. That was a very kind intro. Well, I just, I I had to get the ugly truth out there, Kyle. Um, So, uh, federal whistleblower, thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for the service that you did do as an FBI agent. So are you a Catholic? I am. You yes, are a Catholic. Am. Are you an extremist? <laughs> I think the FBI <laughs> would think so at this point. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I'm a constitutional. Yeah, I'm a constitutional extremist. I think that the government should stay out of our First Amendment rights and should stay off our Second Amendment rights and should get a search warrant if they want to go and uh, search us under the Fourth Amendment. I mean, it goes down the list. I, I, I'm a Bill of Rights extremist, and uh, I just think the government should stay in its own lane. Yeah, but do you want the mass in Catholic, in in Latin? 
You want the Catholic? I, I love the yeah. It's, it's not easy to find where I am. Actually, I'm in kind yeah. of a remote part of Arizona at the moment. But ah. I love the Latin Mass. Uh, sure. I actually grew up learning Latin. I, yeah. I went to Cistercian schools and had a couple years of that, and then I went to Jesuit schools and had yeah. four more years of Latin. And uh, it's a beautiful ceremony. So why not? <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds extreme to me. Um, so Ky- so Kyle, they are. It appears in the information that you leaked to uh, Congress, um, it appears as though they are now infiltrating traditional Catholic places of worship uh, and, I guess, Catholic traditional uh, clubs, or I I don't know what they have, but uh, they're they're actually targeting uh, and... Uh, infiltrating now to find these rebels. That's right. Well, so what the the document showed, and and this was an intelligence product coming out of Richmond's uh, field office, as you noted, it's it's an intelligence analyst recommendation that there are quote-unquote mitigation opportunities using source recruitment within the church to ward off these, uh, you know, white supremacists, the the, uh, what they call racially motivated violent extremists. And, And by doing something like that, um, they're suggesting source recruitment within the church, 100 percent. Now, to the to the uh, FBI's credit and maybe also to its condemnation, it, it withdrew this document, or at least they've said that publicly to the uh, number of news sources that have reached out to them. They said, well, this was not, not meeting our exacting standards. <laughs> Here's the thing. It was sourced under three different uh, publicly available sources. Mm. Number one, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which we uh, all know is probably actually a hate group. Yeah. And then secondarily, they've got the Atlantic, that uh, bastion of right wing conservatism. And uh, and the the salon dot com magazine, which had two hit pieces, basically suggesting that Milo Yiannopoulos represents the views of the Catholic Church. I don't think that's the case as a Catholic. Right. But, um, right. I'm open to being corrected, of course. Sure. Now, let me ask you, um, Kyle, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Alexander Dugan, um, but he is from Russia. He's one of the main brains. He was the brain behind Crimea, the invasion and everything there. And he is what's called a traditionalist. He's not a Catholic. He's a traditionalist with a capital T, not small t. And there is a traditionalist movement, capital T, that is very dangerous. Um, And it's pushed by uh, Dugan and financed by many Russians. And it is here in America. And it is it has infiltrated many churches not necessarily the Catholics, um, but many churches have been infiltrated by this. Um, is there any chance that that's the traditionalism that they're talking about? I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, you can look at the analyst's note, and the analyst basically says uh, we're talking about Catholics here that sort of reject the post um, Vatican II Council reforms, which is to move the the mass into the vernacular and to be more accepting of other world religions and that wow. there's, you know, this sort of this concern that they put in quote with a lower case T traditionalist Catholics, you know, have the potential of being recruited to ideologies like white supremacy and anti-Semitism and some other things. So it'd be nice if we could give them the benefit, but uh, they, they don't seem to deserve it in this case, at least this particular write up. So can I ask you, Kyle, is this the, I just had this discussion with somebody over at the house last night in the Super Bowl. It's always fun at my house. And uh, and somebody said, you know, the stuff going on with the FBI, I don't trust the FBI at all as an agency. But do you think it's all the way down to the individual agents? And my guess is no, that the local agents 
are pretty good. This poison's coming from Washington, but I don't know. Do can you give light on that? It's it's a little bit of both. Um, so I've got a, a little podcast. I did an interview last night with Mark Haupt, and um, and so he was you know famously arrested by twenty plus agents and some uh, state troopers in Pennsylvania for protesting outside of an abortion clinic and defending yeah. his son. Pretty much a a pretty standard fare in America. If you come up and right. say a bunch of horrible things in front of a twelve year old, if you got it shoved to the ground, that's probably a pretty light punishment, and uh, and it's a pretty pretty reasonable uh, action. I think most people would agree with. And um, so he had agents at all levels. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that when you have agents that are given an opportunity to carry out a search warrant or arrest warrant, and they see the probable cause statement, and they're okay with what was said about people like Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you also look at sort of the deeper level, which is that I had agents uh, in my office in Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is a tiny little place. Um, there are only two abortion clinics in the state of New Mexico, at least there were in, um, in 2021 when this went down. There was a pill mill where they literally only did um, pharmaceutical interventions. And then there was a surgical facility up in Albuquerque. We sent two agents from my little office and my office only had something like 12 or 13 agents total working there for, uh, you know, 100 plus miles of Mexican border. And they went down and interviewed a couple of Catholic ladies who had an ultrasound trailer who tried to talk women out of aborting their babies. Oh, my God. And uh, and, and they and they did an interview on that. So these are GS 13 level. This is what we call the brick agent level or what people often call rank and file. You know, they went out there and did that. And why did they do it? They did it because the uh, the field office had stated that the number three counterterrorism priority in the state of New Mexico, like I said, hundreds of miles of the Mexican border and cartels left and right, the number three national security priority was enforcement of the FACE Act, which is this uh, free access to clinics piece. So I, I don't know that it, uh, you can say that it's just Washington. I think a lot of people are willing to put their head down and do their job and bury, their, bury themselves in work, but they're not willing to step up and go, you know, this is, doesn't fit what I signed up for, and this is really antithetical to the oath that I swore. So I'm not going to do that thing that you just asked and then face whatever those consequences are. Uh, I felt that way about the the COVID shots. I felt like they really rooted out and found sort of a compliance opportunity. And they found everybody that was not willing to comply. There's about 3000 people in the bureau. And now they're slowly targeting them. And every whistleblower that I've dealt with is an unvaccinated Christian for whatever that's worth. Uh, Unvaccinated against COVID. Wow. Um, Have you read uh, Ordinary Men? The book. I can't say that I have. Okay, so no. it's it's about uh, the police battalion uh, 101. And I have been, I've been briefed on this by my buddies who have read the book. So oh, yes, you need to read it. Every law enforcement or concerned citizen should read this. It's about what happened in Poland in 1942. One of the spectacular battalions of police, and they were turned internally quickly overnight and they became more ruthless than the ss and this book is just a study that was done after the war how did that happen and i think that's happening to our fbi right now and you just you know small little steps and you just keep going with it even though you're like i don't think this feels right you just keep going that's right yeah, my, my first public interview I did with uh, Dan Bongino, and there's a, a poignant piece at the end of the, the second hour, which is a, a long interview to do with anybody. But we talked about the, the FBI trip to the Holocaust Museum and all agents are required, or at least they were. There's some uh, rumor that they may have actually discontinued this trip. Huh. But there's a, a Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. We all go through and walk it and they have a very particular law enforcement only program. And it's meant for any law enforcement at any level, state, federal, local, doesn't matter. The whole point of it is, is that if you get federal officials, you get your state, your local and um, 
your federal law enforcement and usually the military as well on board with whatever it is you're doing, then you yep. can carry out all kinds of atrocities. But every single level there has the opportunity to throw that flag and say, no, this is wrong. Correct. This is immoral. This is unjust. And I'm not going to participate. And when that happens, you put, you know, things like the genocidal actions that happened in the Holocaust, you know, you freeze it in its tracks. That's the goal of that of that um, that trip is to teach us that that is an opportunity to say no. And what we saw in 2020 and 2021 was that a lot of people knew things were wrong. And my own supervisor was a great example. He said, I believe that what you're doing is correct. And I believe in your right to refuse this, you know, this vaccine shot. Right. And yet I have a mortgage. I have uh, alimony. I've got to pay my ex-wife and I can't agree with you. So do what you're told. And the answer was, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Wow. Um, so I've got about a minute left. Is this, are we able to fix this or do we have to, you know, turn it on or turn it off and turn it back on again and reboot the entire system? I think the latter. Um, wow. I, as you probably know, I'm friends with uh, Stephen Friend yeah. in Florida, and uh, we talk about this all the time. But I don't think that you can save the agency without there, – there's only one you know, narrow path. You could remove the domestic intelligence mission and remove sort of the intelligence component. But in reality, so many people are compromised because of their own decisions at this point Yeah, in the last two years, maybe three years that, uh, you know, they've really tipped their own hand and they have to doubt themselves. Like they haven't, they've walked over probably their own personal line in the sand and, and mm. walked into territory that is, that is antithetical to, the, to their own oaths. And they probably feel it. And I don't know that you can reboot an agency that easily. So, um, you know, I don't know if Congress has the, has the stones to do so, but that should be what's on the table, discussing a, a total teardown and either a renovation or maybe just move the mission and, and build it somewhere else with a, a brand that's not been so corroded. Well, I will tell you that I, I've talked to several people in Washington and the ones that I know and respect are in for a reboot. Whether all the rest of the weasels will do it or not, I don't know. Um, thank sure. you. Uh, thank you so much, Kyle. Again, thank you for your service. Thank you for any, any FBI or anybody in the federal government that's willing to put their neck out uh, and be a whistleblower. You will be remembered kindly in history. Kyle, thank you. Thanks, Glenn. I really appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. No question that the Internet has been amazing for connecting us with each other the whole world over. But its strength is also the weakness. A lot of cyber criminals are also connected to us, manipulating online connections and relationships to their advantage. Um, there is only one thing that you have to do, and that is watch yourself, watch your back, and get some online protection or you will lose your identity at some point. You will have a uh, cyber hit and attack. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. And what is coming is even worse. Get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock right now. Top of the line in security, both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. However, LifeLock by Norton, I think they're the best in the business. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. Glenn Beck. Well, there was a very disturbing commercial last night during the Super Bowl. You know, everybody's you know, humping and grinding and stuff. And then this Jesus thing comes on. 
CNN is here to expose the He Gets Us campaign. Here it is. Showing pictures of people being nice to each other. Oh, my God. Look at this. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm These people are talking. I can see through this and see what's behind. Now they're starting to yell at each other. Oh my god. Look at this. All these people protesting. Politicians yelling at each other. Oh, people on a plane rushing to get out. Old people yelling at young people. Young people holding and yelling at old people. People of different color arguing. Oh my gosh. What is happening? Jesus loved the people we hate. He gets us. Now, I don't know how that got past the censors. Uh, this is this is disturbing. Preaching love. <laughs> so it's part of a hundred million dollar media investment. Um, and it is, oh, the campaign, it quote, is arresting. I think that's code language to the FBI. Uh, yeah, came from a bunch of uh, philanthropists who believe that we should probably start listening to Jesus. Um, and it's what's weird is the people, uh, a lot of Christians believe it's a woke campaign. And the left believes it's a dangerous Jesus campaign. So it's working out well. It's working. We're listening like Jesus did. The Glenn Beck program. Already Philadelphia is hell. Uh, and I say that just as somebody who lived there. So I know. Um, but it's 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 tragic, tragic, tragically sad. So um, coming up in uh, just a minute, we have uh, one of the guys who broke the story about the uh, disinformation that the government is uh, is giving on uh, disinformation. Um, they've put uh, glenbeck.com uh, and also blaze.com uh, as uh, false and misleading. So they're ones that really social media should watch and maybe you shouldn't watch as much because we're on the naughty list. It's so naughty. We're going to get coal. <gasps> Not coal. That's CO2. Why do you want to kill the earth, Santa? I'm in a good mood, um, not just because Kansas City won, but because the Eagles lost. And that is going to make Stu very, very sad. And he returns tomorrow. And gosh, I'd hate to rub salt in the wound. 
but I think I just might have to. Uh, congratulations to Kansas City. Um, let me um, let me bring you to uh, a very important journalist. What works for the uh, Washington Examiner? Which, if you don't read the Washington Examiner, you should read that every day. Gabe Kaminsky is an investigative reporter, and um, he did some digging into this uh, this foreign group uh, that is. Um, making all kinds of cash secretly blacklisting people like me glenbeck.com blaze.com and a whole host of others working to get people to cancel all of the commercials so then we go out of business and you know what they're doing a pretty terrible job because business is booming right now of course, I can't say the same for traditional media, and we're doing it without a campaign because they're doing it to themselves. Gabe Kaminsky joins us in 60 seconds. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about preborn. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and that should get you thinking about hearts and sweetness and little cherub looking angels and cherub looking angels. Ah, maybe make you think of babies. Before my uh, before my son was born, Tanya and I tried to have a baby really for a long time. And there is nothing more fun than, you know, two years into trying and you're like, hurry up, I gotta put my legs up by 2 p.m. Oh my gosh, it's so romantic. Anyway, um, we adopted Rafe. Uh, and his mother was a teenage girl who could have aborted the baby, but she didn't. God bless her, she didn't. And she's a superhero for doing that. Saving babies. There's nothing better than saving babies. I can't imagine my world without my son. Well, how many babies have been killed? How many babies are not being born just today? Preborn is a, uh, a system of clinics around the country, and they're in some of the biggest abortion centers, and they are working to save babies. They're the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the nation, because once a mom comes in who's considering an abortion, she comes in and she sees the baby on ultrasound. She is like, I think it's like 80% more likely to have the baby and not abort the baby. Share a heartbeat, will you? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Gabe, what a tremendous series of articles that you have written. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much, uh, Glenn. I appreciate that, and thank you for having me. You bet. Okay, so um, explain what you have uh, uncovered and why it's important. We essentially unpacked in a multi-part series that uh, we are still working on about how essentially these organizations, particularly we highlighted a group called the Global Disinformation Index, (laughs) and these organizations are feeding secret blacklists to advertising companies with the intent of shutting down and defunding disfavored speech. In this case, uh, certainly conservative media. And so we actually learned that the Washington Examiner, uh, among other outlets, 
uh, is on this blacklist and that this process is uh, playing a major, very major role in how uh, media outlets are gaining access to advertising dollars. Uh, the second part of our series, uh, sort of the most uh, important part of this, I think, is that the United States government has funded the disinformation tracking organization that is, uh, as we said, openly taking steps to defund and deplatform disfavored speech, certainly raising First Amendment issues. Okay, well, hang on just a sec. First, Global Disinformation Index sounds very official. Who is this group? Yes, so the Global Disinformation Index is a British organization that is two affiliated American nonprofit organizations that have both uh, been reaping uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of as this disinformation tracking space accelerates. And so Global Disinformation Index they compile a secret uh, dynamic exclusion list, essentially a blacklist. And this list compiles groups that they determine to be peddling uh, alleged disinformation. So this organization has said publicly that the outlets that it deems the riskiest are outlets like the American Spectator, the American Conservative, the Daily Wire, uh, the Blaze, uh, Newsmax, and, uh, and several other outlets. And so their blacklist uh, separately is something that they provide to advertising companies like mm -hmm. the Microsoft owned Xander mm -hmm. uh, in order for those advertising companies to have insight into the outlets that they should allegedly uh, deplatform and defund. Mm -hmm. And, and um, what gives these people the expertise to make that uh, determination? Great question. Um, you know, that's obviously a question on a lot of people's minds, certainly, Glenn. Um, you know, these organizations are heavily staffed with uh, and oversaw, over, they're oversaw by people, uh, university professors, writers, uh -huh. and journalists. One individual on the board of the Global Disinformation Index is Ann Applebaum, a left-wing journalist who notably discredited the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, other individuals are involved with groups like the Pew Research Center, the Open Society Foundation, uh, and uh, NVIDIA, notably. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're going around. And, I mean, this is something that uh, Media Matters was uh, doing. And really, despite what is said in the papers, quite ineffectively uh, with me when I was on just radio and Fox, um, and they would target and target and target and target. But now um, you're looking really at Google and Amazon as the big advertisers, um, and they're targeting um, all of these um, uh, all of these agencies, if you will, that are really media platforms. Correct. That's right. Uh, there, you know, a group like this, uh, which obviously, you know, has certainly flown under the radar, uh, is has developed major influence clearly in the advertising space based on the fact that Microsoft, we learned, was subscribing to this list. Microsoft, obviously, one of the most uh, one of the largest corporations uh, throughout the world. Um, I'm just looking at the review of the Huffington Post. 
the this is this is their risk level is low so feel free to advertise the huffington post largely features fact-based unbiased content free of sensational text or visuals the domain also refrained from perpetuating divisive narratives via the negative targeting of groups or individuals you know unless you're conservative or republican the outlet scores for the operations pillar indica- indicators are imperfect, but it is better than most. Wow. Wow. So that's good. Yeah, and, and what I would like to flag, Glenn, is that the organizations, the news outlets, that the Global Disinformation Index ranks as the 10 least riskiest, they all skew to the left, uh, notably, except the Wall Street Journal, but notably they flag Huffington Post, now HuffPost, and BuzzFeed News as allegedly the 10 riskiest outlets. As your listeners may remember, these are two media outlets that heavily right. peddled the Steele dossier that right. intended to link right. uh, Donald Trump to Russia. They also peddled the false notion that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. These are two very problematic, legitimate disinformation campaigns that seeped into the American consciousness. Well, and I don't think people understand the Wall Street Journal is actually used to used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. It used to be more liberal in its news pages than the New York Times. But because of the editorial section being so conservative, it just kind of got this rap that it wasn't. But it, it it's a very liberal newspaper when it comes to the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I. You know, what we tried to highlight again is the fact that uh, the ten li- the ten allegedly least risky outlets uh, that that certainly is problematic given the stories that they've promoted in the past. Whereas when you look at the outlets labeled the riskiest outlets, essentially like uh, the Washington Examiner or the Blaze, these are outlets that actually uh, were right on, on on this material first. You know, the Washington Examiner verified the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, and so did several other outlets long before uh, legacy media actually took an honest attempt to take a look at that information. You know, it's funny because I don't see um, I don't see any uh, on the riskiest <clears throat> on the riskiest domains or apps. I don't see a single liberal on here. And I see almost every single uh, conservative <laughs> Uh, it's it's quite a list. Go. Can we go back to now where the government is funding? Because even our State Department is funding this. That's right. Uh, the the State Department uh, has granted three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to the Global Disinformation Index through two specific entities. One, the Global Engagement Center, which is essentially a grant making arm through the State Department that actually came under fire in Twitter files uh, reported by journalist Matt Taibbi because that same organization was contacting Twitter and, uh, and, and asking them to, uh, to engage in content moderation related to the coronavirus and vaccines in particular uh, in 2020. Uh, so that's one entity that has funded uh, the Global Disinformation Index. The other State Department entity is the National Endowment for Democracy, which is a nonprofit group that was authorized through Congress that is funded almost oh, entirely yeah. through congr- congressional appropriations. And I, I would really flag that the board of the National Endowment for Democracy has oversight over who receives grants. And mm-hmm. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, a Republican, a staunch Trump advocate, 
uh, aligned with president, former President Donald Trump. She sits on the board of that organization. Uh, uh, it's a it's a, it's quite a mess. How is this going to be cleaned up? So we you know we we've received word from a few a few uh, members of Congress who have said you know this raises major issues and, and they would hope to investigate this. One is Representative Michael McCall, who is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which oversees grants to the State Department. Uh, another is Representative Jim Banks of Indiana, who has been a staunch advocate uh, for First Amendment and anti uh, anti censorship operations. Uh, but certainly, you know, certainly, you know, a, a lot of Americans are hoping that uh, members of Congress can take adequate steps to uh, investigate this situation, in particular, because this. Uh, really feeds into a lot that was revealed with the Twitter files between uh, public and private partnerships. And I think that does raise a lot of concerns with uh, American voters. Gabe, I, uh, I thank you for exposing this and all the work you guys do at the Examiner. You're, you're a really reputable site um, and you do a lot of great work. So thank you. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Let me tell you about American financing. You've been putting off uh, doing a cash-out refi of your home's mortgage. Maybe it's time to look again. Everything costs more right now. And if you're counting on people like Jerome Powell and the Fed to pull us out of this, they got they Boy, they got a plan. Do they? You're betting on the wrong horse. Right now, the Fed is trying to stabilize the housing market, which means... Home values are going to go down. If you're a homeowner, maybe it's time to find light at the end of the tunnel in the form of a cash-out refi at American Financing. You can take some cash out of your house and pay down some of this debt that if you have credit card debt, man, you are paying like 20 21% interest rate. That's, that's insane. That is almost loan shark territory. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. Plus, you might be able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So I want you to call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.com. Dot net. American Ten. Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. This is quite amazing. The Washington Post, now this is going to take you as a complete surprise. The Washington Post has an article today, the conservative challenge to liberalism goes deeper than self-interest. <laughs> what? What are you, crazy? The political analysis Mike Barone once quipped, all process arguments are insincere, including this one. He meant that political fights about the rules of the game are really not about helping, you know, uh, one side win, um, that, that they are just about that. But now the Washington Post is reporting that's not always the case, at least not entirely. Two new high-quality studies suggest that American conservatives are more committed than liberals to two important procedural norms. Now, this is going to come as a shock. But conservatives, they have found in two separate studies, 
actually believe in state rights and freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Thank goodness the Washington Post is here to shed some light on this that maybe possibly some people believe it. These findings support the theory that conservatives are more focused on the means of distributing political power, while liberalism is more focused on the ends to which that political power is used. So wait a minute. So a group of progressives that say the ends justify the means, they're not as concerned with the process that gets you to the end? Wow, what a shock. Um, modern populism on the right, which aims to set aside traditional guardrails and achieve conservative ends by a wider range of means, can be thought of partly as responsive to this gap. Based on the analysis of survey data since 2000, it found that conservatives are more likely to prefer a devolution of power to state and local jurisdictions even if doing so might make it harder to achieve conservative policy aims. Wow. So let me see if I have this right. Conservatives are actually trying to conserve the principles of our Constitution. So it's not like we're like, yeah, everybody loves the Bill of Rights, but we're actually like, we love the Bill of Rights. And we stand by it. Wow. Mm. Again, liberals are more likely to prioritize policy aims and to support whatever level of government seems most likely to achieve these things. That is crazy. On issues where state-led policy ma- uh, making can advance liberal priorities, meanwhile, liberal support for federalism surges. In 2018, 83% of liberals supported California's prerogative to set especially progressive vehicle emissions, while conservative views of federalisms also shifted depending on ideological implications. The effect is less pronounced. 58% of conservatives also say California should be allowed. So almost 60% of conservatives say, yeah, California should be allowed. It's a state right. Even though we want smaller government, we'll allow the state to decide. Wow. That's, this is changing my whole view. I didn't even, wow. People mean what they say occasionally. In January, another study from Stanford University and University of California, San Diego, measured the propensity of Democrats and Republicans to remove partisan misinformation on social media. The difference was stark. Even when Republicans agree that the content is false, they are still half as likely as Democrats to say that the content should be removed and more than twice as likely to consider removal censorship. Now, I'm just trying to get a hold of that last sentence. Some people believe that removal of content is censorship. How does that even work? Do the math. That's not what censors do. They don't remove uh you know, content, 
What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, 1,100 people at false headlines geared up to support partisan uh, priors of one party or the other. And uh, it looks like the Republicans were consistent in values and Democrats weren't. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Washington Post. I'm sure no eyes will be opened. But there's more. Another study. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Once in a while, good things get even better. Take my pillow, for example. Now, this is the product that I would have never seen myself buying, really, honestly. Um, if it, if I hadn't, if Mike Lindell came down and gave it to me and he was like, here, you try this. Okay. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. So I tried it and I didn't like it. And all morning I'm thinking, how am I going to tell him I hated his pillow? And I walk into the office and he said, well, I'll just sleep. And I said, well, and he said, you don't like it. And I said, nah, actually I don't. I'm nothing personal. And, um, he said, you're sleeping on the wrong one. Let me get you another one. I think he got me the bigger one. And I love it, and I sleep with it every night, and I couldn't believe there was a difference between the two. Now they have upgraded MyPillow 2.0, and you can buy one, get one for free. It has temperature-regulating technology, and it's all made here in the United States. It's it's crazy what he's done with pillows. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0 or call them at 800-966-3117. The promo code is BECK, which is the same promo code that you might want to use subscribing to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Now, I, I, look, I love grinding and, uh, and the, the football field full of humping as much as the next person. Sure. Um, but I was maybe just a little off put, just a little off put by, uh, the, uh, Beyonce. I don't know where they Oompa Loompas, um, I walk in and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's been some sort of hazardous chemical spill in the uh, in the stadium. And then I realized, no, because they wouldn't be showing their chest and their bellies. And I thought that was tasteful, um, hot. Sure. When Beyonce grabbed her junk and uh, then smelled her hand and then put her hand in the mouth. I thought she is classy. Or yeah, Rihanna, sorry. Beyonce, Rihanna, whatever. Whatever. Um she's that super huge star that does that oh, her super super classics that she was doing last night. And I think, you know, I saw the picture of uh, her um, you know, um and uh and I thought, you know, that's she should have combed her hair before, you know, when you get out of bed, your hair standing straight up like that and you shouldn't. But, you know, hey, to each his own. I just thought it was classy. And I want to thank. No, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to tell you the truth. My children would like to thank the NFL 
for them seeing her grab her crotch and smell her fingers and lick it in front of her uh, in front of their mom and dad they enjoyed that as much as we did as much as we did it's a great family event and so thank you thank you so much for that now let me go back to uh, a couple of studies that um i've that i find very interesting um you know i just gave you the two studies from uh the washington post that that shows that liberals are more interested in the ends and they don't really care about the means where conservatives actually do care about freedom of speech and you know the constitution and bill of rights and stuff which is weird um and it explains why liberals always say they don't really care no we actually do we actually do um we care about the process a great deal even if it goes against us we believe that's the american way but um but very few liberals believe in that. They, and that's the difference. Those are the people you're seeing peel away now. You're seeing people peel away from the left that are actual classical liberals. <clears throat> they are people that believe in the Bill of Rights and believe in America. And, uh, and the process matters. <clears throat> Those are the people who are coming over. And they're not becoming conservatives. They're just... Uh, recognizing, wow, I'm not uh, progressive like that. I actually uh, love my country and would like to have it get better. And the way to get, you know, to be better is to, I don't know, live by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. All right. So that was the first one. Now I've got another shocking, shocking report. Apparently, a new study from the Survey Center on American Life found that Republican men and women are significantly happier in their marriage than their Democratic counterparts. According to the survey, Republican men report being most satisfied in their relationships. And men, can I just say, of course, because we got the little woman in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. Am I right? No, actually, not so much. Democratic women, you know, the ones that Democrats empower and are always trying to say, oh, you are the best. And I'm not going to call you a sweetheart. You are the best. You go out there and you get a job. You go and do all that you can do, babe, because that's who you are. You're just like me. You want to have a thing in your pants? That's great with me, too. There's no difference between the two of us. And that might explain the man you found in my bed last night. But I thought it was you, sweetheart. I did. So 48% of those surveyed Republican men, 48% stated they were completely satisfied in their marriage. 42% of Republican married women say they're completely satisfied. But see, these bless their heart. They're so cute. These are just those people that have been hypnotized by religion and politics that are just being abused. These women are in abusive relationships. Trust me, you ask any professor at any college, you ask anybody who studies women in women's studies, and they'll tell you that's the truth right there. Now, only 36% of Democrat married men and 29% of Democrat married women say they're satisfied with their marriage. Huh. 
Republicans, and this is going to come as a shock to you, Republicans and Democrats view gender roles dramatically differently. Well, of course we do, because we understand there are only two genders. So it doesn't get all murky, you know. Once you start adding the the magic, fire-breathing, unicorn, she-people, and it just gets complex. Republicans tend to embrace traditional gender roles while Democrats tend to question them. Modern liberal Democrats attribute gender roles to established social norms they deem to be oppressive. Right? Am I right? Like moms and dads should take care of their kids. You know, the government shouldn't be the ones making all the decisions. You know, each person has a responsibility. Uh, For instance, one brings the eggs, one brings the, and you put those two together and it's like, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. And it turns into a baby. Isn't that weird? Anyway, uh, they said, uh, this leaks into the relationships for the Democrats, often causing uh, some to purportedly flip traditional gender roles on their heads. On TikTok videos titled Life as a Stay-at-Home Husband or Life of a Trophy Husband are an entire genre. Now, wouldn't you love to be called a trophy husband or a trophy wife? I think, now, I hate to be consi- uh, you know, uh, consistent. I hate to say something that could hurt my own side, but I think trophy wives are just as bad as trophy husbands. Um, Masculinity in Democratic homes is more likely to be toxic and stay-at-home mom is code for slave. I'm glad we know that now. I'm glad we know the dog whistles. That way we can point it out when a liberal says, stay-at-home mothers. We know now that they're really meaning slaves. Unfortunately for progressives, men and women's differing, yet uh, complementary skills and talents are not a construct, but rooted, get this one, in human biology. What? Human nature and biology? Next thing you're going to tell me, you know what a woman is. What? Yes, they say that's not a social construct, but rooted in human biology and fighting Human nature will never make one happy. Okay, so this is the problem with all the ideas that are coming from the left right now, based in Marxism. What does Marxism do? It fights nature. That's why they have to enforce it. That's why you you have to. It only happens at the barrel of a gun. And when it's not a barrel of the gun, like it happened here in Texas in 1840, I think, 1850, there was a big, here in Dallas, there was a big commune of people. They came over, of course, from France, and they're like, we're going to try this Marxism thing. And they moved out in the middle of nowhere, and they started a socialist, an honest-to-God socialist community. That's what the big ball, what is the, the, the thing called the big ball here in, yeah, Reunion Tower? That tower 
reunion is named after the town that was built right underneath that tower. It was a huge socialist experiment. And it didn't work, to say the least. Well, I mean, it did until they, instead of killing the old people and the sick people, they just expelled them because society couldn't pay for it. And then when people wouldn't work to pull their fair share, which was a lot, they expelled them too. So that's what happens when it's a volunteer society. It doesn't work. So what do you do? Well, you're not going to give up your power and say, oh, well, it didn't work. You're just going to have to liquidate those people. That's why it always goes wrong. Anyway, back to the study. <clears throat> Conservatives, comparatively, greater happiness goes beyond marriage, they say. In a 2022 American Family Survey, they found that 37% of conservative men reported they're completely satisfied with their life versus 21% of liberal men. How can you? I'm surprised that 37%, only 37%, that's the high number, is happy with their life. I mean, how would you answer that? And what would make you say that you're not happy with your life? Success? Money? I mean, what, what, I mean, if you're happily married, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's just me. But, you know, the one thing that Tanya and I have learned is, uh, and we've known this for many, many years, the importance of our faith, but our family has been under attack from, I believe, dark forces, um, you know, in the last year. And it has been, I mean, we have had everything thrown at us. And Tanya and I have gotten to a place to where, especially with the kids, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's going to leave a mark. But, hey, it's their mark to be left. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves, you know, kind of with the kids in slow motion. And first we're like, don't do that. Don't, you don't want to do it. Don't stop. Don't, you really don't. And then they just kind of go into slow motion. And then we look at each other and go, wow, wow, that's going to take a lot of therapy. But the good news is they'll be paying for it. So we've kind of come to this place to where we're fine. And we know that in the end, the family will be fine if we all just try to do the right thing. And if they don't do the right thing, well, they're going to learn one way or another. And we can't control everybody. We can't. They're adults. You got to make your own decisions. And it leads to such happiness. I mean, Tanya and I, in our darkest times, have been able to laugh. I don't think that's ever happened before. Because we never had times this dark. But she hasn't found me funny since about two weeks after we got married. So, all right, blinds.com. It's the new year. And you're wanting to find that new year look for your home. Something different, something stylish. Something that's not going to break the bank. Well, start with the windows. Shopping around for window treatments usually requires having people come to your house. Not once, but twice. First to measure. And then come back and they pick out what you want. You know, look, look, this is going to be great. And then actually the third time they come in and install them. It's wonderful. It's a hassle and it's expensive. 
And nobody gives you the prices until after they've visited your house. With Blinds.com, they have design consultants that have you covered. They can help you pick out what's right for your home on the phone, usually the first day or online. And um, you think there's too many choices because there's tons of choices there. They'll help you narrow it down, but they don't ever have to come to your home unless you want them to install it. And they'll do that. There's a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews, and it becomes really, really obvious when you see how their window treatments give your house a whole new look, and they hadn't cost you an arm and a leg, and you don't have a bunch of snotty people over your house going, oh, I don't know, kind of clashes uh, with that carnival kind of look in your house. Uh, if you do need help measuring or installing, they got you covered. Everything is uh, backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to Blinds.com now and shop. Save up to 45% site-wide. 45% off everything. Up to 45% off all site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck. Oh. Hey, here's something good. Internet searches for cancel golf membership have jumped. Now, could be for many reasons. Could be people are finally waking up that golf is nothing but a frustrating game. Could be that it's just more popular to use clubs now to defend yourself. Or it could be that even people who have golf memberships are like, uh, how do I get out of this? I'm starting to be low on money. Now, I don't know which one of the three it is because I'm not a golf expert. But private courses have seen a boom. And now it's starting to fade and people are trying to uh, cancel. Okay. The only other time we saw this was 14 years ago. Um, the, uh, the headlines were citizens beginning to cancel golf memberships. That is exactly what happened in 2008. So congratulations on that. But we are fine. This, this economy is, is, I mean, it's going like hell or going to hell i can't remember which one he says but uh biden's on top of it and so is the fed all right i want to talk to you about balloons and aliens yeah and what we're shooting down this weekend the glenn back program yeah Stu's coming back uh, tomorrow and so it'll be thrilling and we'll pretend that we're excited for him to get back and we missed him and blah 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 um, all right, so I'm going to come out with kind of a surprising, I think the audience is going to be shocked, um, a surprising take on the UFO balloon talk. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be shocking to you because uh, the Pentagon is saying, you know, maybe these are, maybe these are UFOs. Well, maybe they are, and maybe monkeys will fly out of my butt this hour too. So we'll... We'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, coming up in just a second, the National Radio Program begins.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard this, but the Pentagon has come out and said, we're not ruling out that these balloons are aliens. I'm going to take a pretty crazy stance on that one, Uh, and uh, I'm going to rule them out entirely. I don't think aliens are arriving in balloons that we're able to shoot out of the sky. Just don't think it's happening. I know. I know. I know. What a hothead, right? Right? Uh, Well, I'll I'll give you some facts behind all of the balloons that we seem to be shooting out of the sky uh, in uh, 60 seconds. Look. You got to take care of your family, and uh, I'm I'm going to do an expose on what is actually happening with our energy supply. I did. Um, uh, I had uh, some people over at my house um, that we all we talked about was energy on Saturday. Exciting, you bet. My wife is like, oh, when you talk energy, Glenn, I'm so hot. Anyway, um, so I had some some guests over to the house and. We're talking about what is actually in the Inflation Reduction Act. You're not going to believe what they're doing. You're not going to believe. Well, you might. Well, no, I don't. I, I think when I tell you this, you will even say that is too far. But unfortunately, it's not. I would suggest that you have some food on hand, supply of food. So you're, you know, not left uh, empty handed and empty stomached. Uh, also, that you look and least consider getting a Vesta. Now, Vesta is a product from My Patriot Supply. And a Vesta is a self-powered heater that you can use safely indoors. They've been working on this thing for years, trying to come up with the best kind of fuel, etc. And when you see it, you're going to go, oh, I've seen something like that. Yeah, that's, that's where they got the idea. And then they perfected it and made it so there's no toxic fumes, no harmful smoke, there's no electricity, and they built this little, it's its its a heater, really. It's got a fan that will heat up to like a 200 square foot room. You can boil water on it. It's really amazing. Get a Vesta today, even just for camping. I mean, assuming you're camping out in the cold, I mean, why would anybody... Well, I don't know why anybody camps in the first place. Anyway, MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, now, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. The unidentified flying object shot down 10 miles off the coast of Alaska had no identifiable propulsion, and it interfered with the sensors of U.S. military fighter jets. Well, some of them, others it didn't. Might have been like, oh, it's back on again. I don't know. But some of them, it affected. Others, it had no effect. Coincidence? I don't think so. Certainly men cannot do that. The unidentified object the size of a small car with a cylindrical shape and flying at 40,000 feet off the coast of Alaska. They shot it down. Now, senior military officials said the object was initially detected by radar. Then we dispatched the F-35, the stealth fighter jets, 
because you don't know what a balloon the size of a car can do. You need the stealth. So National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, John Kirby, said flybys of the object happened on Thursday night, Friday morning, but both encounters provided limited information about the unidentified object. But after determining determining that it was indeed a UFO and it was unmanned, or was it? Or is this the Pentagon's way of saying, no, there were no men inside? Meaning they could have been Venetians. We don't know. They had made the decision to shoot it down. And so this balloon was shot down by our brave, brave Pentagon officials. How they do it, I don't know. Now, citing a source briefed on intelligence, some pilots said the object interfered with the sensors on their plane, but not all pilots experienced that. Some pilots also claimed to have seen no identifiable propulsion on the object and couldn't explain how it was staying in the air. Others said it was a balloon. Okay, I don't know who to believe. I don't know what's going on. The conflicting eyewitness accounts are partly why the Pentagon has been unable to fully explain what this first object was. Mm. We're calling this an object because that's the best description we have right now. We don't know who owns it, whether it's state-owned or corporate-owned or privately owned. It, it looked almost like, I hear, like a flying spider. And it had like six or eight legs off to the sides of it all around. And then it had like little helicopter blades on each end of one of those legs. Now, some people are saying uh, that's a drone you can get like at Best Buy. No, no, I don't think so. I've never seen that before. So on Saturday, a U.S. F-22 Raptor shot down a high altitude airborne object also in Canadian airspace. U.S. fighter jets took off from a joint uh, base in Alaska to monitor the object as it crossed over into Canadian airspace. But when Trudeau saw that coming his way, he said, I've got, we got to get, we got to get the planes up in the air. And seeing that they really didn't have any, they called us and we sent our planes over Canadian airspace. But here's where it gets good. The Pentagon says, as Canadian authorities conduct recovery operations, it will help our country learn more about the object. And our FBI is going to be working closely with the Canadian Mounted Police. So you've got the Mounties involved now. You don't just pull the Mounties out for nothing. You know, you get the Mounties out when you're like, I think it really is an alien. And they're like, okay, I'm going to call the Mounties. Don't make me call them unless you're pretty sure it's an alien. And we're like, we're really pretty sure it's an alien in a balloon. Um. <clears throat> Now, they say that um, there were uh, three of these things that they had to shoot down over the weekend. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty dicey. It's pretty dicey. CNN 
reported that the UFO that was shot down over Alaska may have been, and I'm quoting, an alien spacecraft. Uh, No identifiable propulsion, no flag on the back of it. And surely China would have put a flag on a balloon or somebody else, you know, or it would have said Remax if it was from Earth. But it doesn't. It doesn't say that. Now, um, let me give you let me give you some perspective on this. Um, I don't believe at all for a second that it's a UFO. Okay. Um, these small balloons carrying a payload. What does that mean? Last week we had a balloon with a payload that was completely innocent. There were no. I mean, it's not going to. But I mean, how are we going to possibly shoot it down? I mean, what are we going to do? We're gonna, we're going to think that we can blow that balloon to smithereens with a missile? No, we can't do that. Not over Montana or Wyoming or South Dakota or North Dakota. My gosh, the population center, the sheep that might have something in their wool down on the ground at the end, you know, and we, who knows, that balloon could come down. Now we shot it over the water. How many dolphins are going to die from eating that balloon? Huh? How many? It's so dangerous. But the Chinese balloon was not dangerous. Didn't have, quote, a payload, had something underneath it. We didn't know what it was, but these have a payload um here's what's happening we're not sure what who has what anymore we don't know we don't know what china is doing we know that they're hostile we know that they are probing us we know that russia is doing the same we don't know exactly what they have what they don't have because these quote ufos have been following us and these no seriously i'm not paranoid no the ufos are i'm telling you the aliens are following us no actually they are um and the pentagon has confirmed this it it was confirmed during covid so i don't know maybe maybe they were high on vaccines i don't know sniffing the vaccines at the pentagon they're like let's say that the aliens are there but apparently the alien ships, they're saying they're not of this world, but they don't look like balloons, okay? I'm just saying. Um, and and they do think that there's a possibility that somebody, you know, China or somebody has something like this, but they don't think it's likely, but they don't know. So now anything that comes over with, you know, Dr. Senile in office Who's like, you know, have you seen the the video of him giving the can we play that again? The video of him giving an interview about this, like one eye is swollen shut. He's like, you know, got crusties on the other eye from being woken up. He looks absolutely senile, but at least he sounds presidential. Listen, wasn't it a major security breach for the United States? Just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace no. and flew over the country for so many days. No, look, <laughs> the total amount of uh, intelligence gatherings going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse uh, the country, American airspace, traverse? Is, uh, 
anyway, yeah, it's, it's not a major breach. Okay, not a major breach. And the idea that it could traverse, traverse our airspace, which I don't think really works, but I'm not the president. Traverse our airspace. You mean go from one side of the country to the other in our airspace the entire time? If that's what you mean, I see why you stopped saying anything. Because you were like, uh, is, I mean, that's, well, okay, it just happened. So, you know, you know what I mean. Uh-huh, I do know what you mean. Here's what I'm concerned about. The tit for tat that is going on with the Chinese right now. They're already saying that we're guilty of sending balloons over their country. Can we stop? It was an old timey kind of idea when it was used by the wizard in the Wizard of Oz movie. Okay. Old timey. We're not using balloons. Can we stop with the balloons? Now, what happens if we start shooting down everything that we can't immediately explain? What happens if China follows that lead? You know, the Soviets forced a passenger jet to land in 1978. Two people died in the emergency landing. Then in 83, the Soviets shot down KAL 007. I'll never forget it. I was in Washington. I thought we were going to be vaporized. We got so close to being vaporized. U.S. congressman was killed, 268 other passengers. And they said it was obvious this was a passenger plane. The Soviet military still says that it was the CIA. I don't know who to believe anymore. I'm just glad we're not all dead or have two heads and only four fingers. I don't know if you know this. Radiation's not healthy. Right now, China is looking into ways to respond uh, they're no doubt elevating their air defenses and looking into a measured tit for tat. And the stakes just keep going up higher and higher and higher, especially when we have their planes coming into our airspace and our planes going into their airspace. We should have taken out the first balloon. But now, I, I don't know, are we just firing on birthday party balloons and then calling it like it could be a danger because we're trying to act tough? And if we're operating like that, why would we expect the rest of the world to operate differently? This is stupid and dangerous. And I'm I'm pretty sure I can't I won't rule anything out anymore, but I'm pretty sure it's not an alien spacecraft. All right. Let me tell you about Micah. He's a he's a neighbor right down your street. You know, the friendly, helpful guy you keep meaning to get to know better. Micah is an army veteran, solid family guy, three beautiful kids. Um, and speaking of kids, a while back, Micah found other schools were teaching, you know, graphic sex curriculum. You know, you know, uh, he wasn't the kind of guy to sit back. Um, and he and several like minded friends ran for school board positions and they won enough spots to uh, overturn the curriculum. Oh, other tiny detail about Micah. He's a real guy. He's a real estate agent, and he works with realestateagentsitrust.com. I mean, if the guy can stand up to the woke mob infecting our schools, I mean, and fight until he wins, imagine what he's capable of doing, you know, in his own real profession and helping you sell a home or buy a home. My company works with people like Micah all over the country that are just like you, except they're a professional 
at buying and selling houses. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Wow. Now, I don't know if we're, we're shooting these out of the sky, but the Department of Homeland Security is reducing its fleet of surveillance blimps because we are a nation that is on the edge financially and we don't have the money to run those blimps anymore. And so we're going to get rid of them. Now, good news is these are the blimps that are on our southern border. Uh, these are the ones that have uh, counted uh, 770 a uh, thousand encounters and the getaways okay so these are the blimps that are actually capturing everything on footage so we have some idea what's going on but again like i said hey we have to make tough choices you know and uh we've got to you know we've got to make sure that new zealand has some money from us so they can shut down their power plants um but we don't have money for the border and the blimps. What? I mean, we don't know. They could be spies. Could be spy satellites. We don't know. We don't know. Could be birthday balloons. Could be pin the tail on the donkey. Could be a deadly weapon from China. We don't know. Uh, what else? Um, oh, by the way, uh, China is a friend. They are not an enemy of ours. Border patrol appre- apprehensions of Chinese nationals at our southern border up 800%. So, you know, and that's quite the walk from China, you know. <gasps> I've heard about the border tunnels. Because I started one when I was a kid. I was going to tunnel all the way to China. Do you think they've done that? And it comes out right at our border? Wow. <sighs> well, those are just ambitious kids. That's all that is. Don't worry about those kids coming up through that tunnel all the way from china because they deserve it you know if you've done that you come on in we need entrepreneurs like you so we we got that going for us um all right there's one other thing there the chinese are coming out now and they're reporting how much gold they are buying and one would have to ask themselves gee why would one do that you didn't want to report it before. Now you're buying up all this gold and you're reporting that you have that in your treasury. It's almost as if you're like going to start a new international currency and you want everybody to know that it's backed up with gold. But I'm sure that's not it, you know. They're busy with water balloons. Next, they're going to come over here and they're going to hit us with water balloons. Anyway, um, we have the details on that and so much more from Carol Roth, who is uh, is watching this. And and she we saw this last week and I'm like, Carol, she's like, I know I'm on it. I got it. I got it. So Bank of China has just bought another 15 tons of gold. And this is the third straight month of buying. And the first time they've released, yeah, 
yeah, that's us at the Treasury. We're doing that. Before it was like, oh, no, we like uh, golden elephants and stuff like that. And we like to, we're like India. We like to make a lot of jewelry. Uh-huh. With, with 15 tons of gold? Oh, lots of people over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, so it, are they preparing an invasion of Taiwan? Are they just getting ready to join up with Russia? I've got something that China and Russia are doing that will boggle your mind coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, just got to get it all buttoned up so I have it all for you. Um, but uh, Carol's going to be here next and give us her point of view on what's really going on and what's coming in our own economy. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. So John wrote in recently about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I've used Relief Factor for about six months now, and I was really skeptical at first. I put off trying until my brother loaned me a few days worth. Oh, my gosh. I hope the FBI and the drug police are all over these people. Yeah, we got border problems, but these guys were sharing a non-prescription, all-natural relief thing. Forget fentanyl. Uh, relief factor. He said, um, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I didn't know if it uh, would help. It does. I don't know if it helps everybody, but it helps me. John, thank you for sharing that story. And we are sending your, your email right directly to department of Homeland security. Um, three week quick start. It's 1995. It's a trial pack and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered relief factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. So try relief factor now relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief Get the 1995 three week quick starts relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief feel the difference with relief factor. And notice the difference and how much you're informed and entertained with Blaze TV. Subscribe now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. Welcome to the program. It is Monday. I am feeling very, very good. Kansas City uh, won. Uh, And while I'm not a huge sports fan, uh, I am a fan of just making Stu miserable. And, uh, of course, you know, he lives and dies for the Eagles. And he's he was at the Super Bowl with his son. And I hope his son had to hold him while Stu cried himself to sleep. But he'll be back tomorrow. And there won't be a word said about the Super Bowl. I don't want to make things worse for him. So it's not like I have any plans or anything for his triumphant return um get some sleep Stu, because you're gonna need it uh carol roth is uh with us and uh carol roth is uh, she's my fit my favorite uh advisor on um anything the economy because she's a former investment banker so she understands it at the highest level uh and then she realized wow i think all of these people might be in league with satan my words, not hers. Um, but uh, she got out of that, and now she's uh, trying to help the average person. She wrote The War on Small Business, and she has a new book coming out. We'll talk about it here in a second. Carol, welcome. 
Thank you, Glenn. Very feisty for a, a Monday morning. And well, as somebody who went to school in Philadelphia, um, they do have a really repugnant fan base. So it is somewhat do. hard to root for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, they were the game hadn't even started and they were tipping cars over. I mean, you know, they just and there's it to have a fan base that wants to burn your city to the ground. There's no city better than Philadelphia to burn down to the ground. So I'm just saying <laughs> you might want to have a fire hydrant near some of the historic places, but the rest of it eh, pretty much can go. Anyway, um, Carol, um, we were talking uh, last week <clears throat> about what's happening with China. And I know you have been watching the gold reserves from the central banks because it's kind of a tip off. You know, my grandfather used to say, if we only knew what the rich were doing, before the depression we could have done that ourselves and so we're watching all those things and the rich of the rich the central banks seem to be buying a lot of gold except for us <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair we we and, and yeah this is all supposed this is based on what's reported who knows what's actually true whether it's us or china uh, but central banks around the world have bought a record amount of gold in 2022. Why? Why? Hang on just a second, Carol. I'm just, <laughs> is there a God? As soon as she starts to give me the information, <laughs> the the connection goes. Uh, should we reconnect? Do you want to reconnect real quick? Can we do that? Let's reconnect, Carol. Your, your, your feed is really bad all of a sudden. So reconnect so we can actually understand what she's saying. But don't worry. It's probably nothing important. It's just like collapse of the dollar stuff. So that can wait. <laughs> oh, golly. Okay, you get her reconnected. Let me see. Um, let me, um, while we're waiting, uh, would, would you just play... Uh, Cut three. This is this is one of our generals at the Pentagon this weekend, which I thought was great. Have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches uh -huh. North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Uh -huh. Okay, so that's a serious general being asked by a serious, I guess, journalist, because that's what everybody's asking her. Oh, no, everybody's asking, is it aliens? Come on. Oh, All right, Carol, you're back. I am back. I oh. think it was the Chinese spy balloon that uh, took down my connection. We're talking yeah. about you know China buying gold, and they yeah. obviously didn't want you to have this information. Yeah. Well, now we're safe. We're on a landline, <laughs> so we have some of those old timey things uh, here. So, uh, Carol, tell me what's happening with China buying up the gold. Yeah, so central banks around the world, um, record year last year, 2022, 1,136 tons of gold. The interesting data point was China. Um, for the first time since 2019, they announced that they had increased their purchases, their net holdings of gold in November. And now there has been three consecutive months 
of them buying gold. And I really believe um, that this is meant as a signal that could be one of a couple of signals, but they all boil down to signals that relate to a new financial world order. Hmm. Hmm. Would you do me a favor? Yes. Um, uh, I don't mean to put you on a spot, but could you explain how this is so out of your wheelhouse and it's going to come out of left field? Can you explain how electricity is made? <laughs> I can't. I'm the daughter of an electrician, and you're okay. going to uh, to put me on the spot right. in terms of how electricity is made. But um, obviously, we do know that it's powered by all different sorts of um, you know d- different sorts of fuels, including it, particularly in but the what, United States and other places around the world, fossil fuels. But what do the fossil? You burn the fossil fuels to move uh, a turbine, right? And the turbine is moving. And it's moving, you know, around uh, copper wires and the copper wires that is actually inside a magnet. So without magnets, you cannot make electricity. Okay. Correct. All right. Would you do me a favor? (laughs) Yes. I believe there's two there's two um, particles or whatever of minerals or whatever that make magnets there's two different uh materials that make a magnet i believe that like a hundred percent of one of those comes from russia and a hundred percent of the other one comes from china and i have read but i want you to look into this i just read this weekend that both of those uh, countries just signed an agreement that they are working together now on the magnets and that this is going to be another uh, source of like gold for them that they will trade based on on those uh, materials as well. Could All right, you? Well, I don't I don't know about magnets as a hard asset yet. <laughs> no, 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 I know. No, I know. But I yeah, the only I, reason why I would bring this up is because when you look at what was being done to our electricity all over and you look how we are just we're being torched all over the country and all over the world. Um things to make electricity are going to become uh Uh, much more uh, valuable. And I'm, I don't even care if it's backing up their money. I want to know if it's true that they are the main source for all magnets. And if they just did an agreement between each other uh, that they're working together on magnets. What what I can tell you is that there are a whole slew of commodities, um, you know, that need to be uh, dug up from the earth that, you know, these green energy folks are relying on for electricity and, you know, for these other components that they have that, you know, are not only, you know, heavily available in China and Russia, but also all of the countries where China has been investing Correct. through its Belt and Road initiatives. So it would not be surprising that, you know, this would be one of many of them. Um, but do we want to go back to, to the gold yes, piece? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No worries. No, this is this is important stuff, and I think that it's all related. Um, basically, you know, it, we really have to blame the government and the Federal Reserve. 
We have had the privilege of king dollar being the world's reserve currency. And you know, not to say that it doesn't have downsides. One of the downsides is that you have to manage the dollar for competing interests, the benefit of you know, the people in the U.S., as well as global stability. Our Fed and government have managed to do neither. We have eroded purchasing power here in the U.S., and we have not had global stability. So looking at China announcing, okay, we're signaling that we are increasing our reserves could very well be a signal to say we're trying to, you know, it, enhance the death, the, the natural death of King Dollar that the U.S. is putting forth. And they have been talking to all different kinds of countries um, about, you know, settling in their currency, the yuan, right. which given the fact that they're a communist country, you know, people aren't really excited about. But if they can then say, well, we can swap that for gold, we're increasing our gold, that might give more stability to their currency. On the other hand, it could be a signal saying we're getting ready to invade Taiwan, because if you look at what happened with Russia uh, before they invaded Ukraine, they were shedding U.S. Treasury securities and they were stocking up on gold, which is exactly what China is doing right now. Um, And, you know, so that, that could be a signal, but that relates back to a new world order as well from a financial standpoint, because we have never had a changing of the financial guard without a war preceding it. So, you know, those two things are somewhat interconnected with, you know, the dollar and, you know, kind of the U.S.'s global financial standing right in the middle of it. Are you following this balloon nonsense at all? I mean, I, I love balloons, so of course I'm following yeah, the balloon okay. nonsense. So are you in Chicago now? So I'm actually not. I'm okay. In, in an undisclosed location where the, the spy balloon right, not get Right, <laughs> I understand that. So they shot one over uh, the Great Lakes. They, I mean, they, they brought down three of these things. And, you know, the Pentagon is like, well, we're not ruling out that that might be an alien ship from outer space. And you're like, what? I mean, this is so ridiculous. What? And I'm just trying to think, what would the advantage be for China if it indeed was a Chinese balloon to keep sending these things? That wouldn't make sense, would it, to you? Uh I mean, listen, I'm a financial person. I'm not a foreign policy person. So, you know, my my interpretation of this may may make no sense. But it does seem, you know, a test. You know, how strong is the U.S. going to react when we push them, when we look at this administration? You know, how far can we push the envelope without them pushing back? So that is the that is the the idea. And I, I mean, all of a sudden we're tough guys on balloons. I mean, don't blow one up for your kid's birthday party because it, it might come under attack. Um, but the you know, every and they're, and they're made in China. And so they might not be great. Right. And, you know, everything that is being done now is to fight uh, a war, at least a financial war. And I just uh, I don't see this going. You know, we had. Not great relationships with China under Donald Trump, but they were better than this. And uh, this is this is just not going well. And I, I'd rather not be on the uh, receiving end of balloons for my party from Russia and China at the same time. 
Yeah, no, it's it's not a good um, scenario. And whether that war plays out, you know, purely on a financial basis, where you get these different blocks that decide to do trade in a different way. You know, Saudi Arabia started signaling that they are open to settling oil um, in currencies other than the dollar. We weaponized the dollar, obviously, against um, uh, against Russia right. uh, during the Ukraine. So, you know, it could be financial. You know, God forbid it could end up having some more, you know, physical, actual war components. But all of these things, you know, speak to the deteriorating strength of the U.S., you know, in general and as a financial powerhouse. And I think that's the concern for your listeners in terms of protecting their assets, because, you know, the U.S. dollar is not what it used to be. Uh, Carol Roth, she is the author of a brand new book called You Will Own Nothing. We're showing the uh, cover of it. When does it come out, Carol? Oh, you're really So this is the first time the cover has ever been seen. It's really so good. a little sneak peek for the, the Glenn Beck folks. Yeah. Um, it comes out May 9th. If you go to carolroth.com slash Glenn, you can leave your email and I'll send you more information yeah. as that becomes available. But we're talking about all these new financial world order things and how you can fight back. That is the crux of it. That's people. fantastic. Thank you so much, Carol. Appreciate it. You will own nothing. Make sure you grab your copy. Uh, and pre-order now because I have a feeling it's going to be big. Uh, thanks, Carol. Back in just a minute. So Valentine's week and Goldline has an offer that you might just fall in love with. I really want you to call uh, Goldline and get all of the information on gold or silver. The author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor, Poor Dad, Robert uh, Kawasaki, predicted silver to hit $75 per ounce this year, and he says gold will reach $3,800 an ounce. Uh, That's crazy. The world's at war, if he's right. Now, Goldline has the new Mayflower Silver Round, which I helped design. It's really beautiful. Um, They're giving away the quarter-ounce gold Mayflower Round with every box of silver Mayflower Rounds purchased. No limit to the number eligible. You won't find free gold promotions anyplace else. It's Goldline. Take advantage of this special before they sell out. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, the New York Times, uh, definitely not an uh, an engine of disinformation, has now changed their story on the balloons. Uh, earlier, it read they still haven't been able to tell us what these things are. You know, shooting out of the sky that we're shooting out of the sky. Have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? Um, uh, the general said, "I'll let the intel community and counterintelligence community figure that out." I haven't ruled out anything at this point. We assess every threat and potential threat, blah, blah, blah. Now it reads, um, I haven't ruled out anything. (laughs) Um, However, no one, not one senior official said, uh, think that these things are anything other than devices fashioned here on Earth. So now the New York Times is being told or whatever that you have to correct this take the alien thing out why was it there in the first place the glenn back program 